Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Bleachers and Speakers. I'm your host, June Foss. Yo. Another close one. Another close one. Yeah. Did Another we win by almost, one point? Oh, yeah. Never mind. Sorry. My bad. My bad. Another almost had him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, first off, the sky's not falling. Let let's right. let's keep it all in perspective. It's game two. There's plenty of football left, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday's loss versus Seattle, 37-31 overtime loss, was a tough one. It was it was a bitter pill to swallow. And not gonna sugarcoat it, not gonna brush it off. It is what it is. It's a loss. But I felt that a game we could have easily won. A couple of breaks, a couple of turnovers. Fossey, help me out here, man. Help me out here. What? Um, I mean, th- this loss doesn't surprise me. I knew it was going to be a tough game. Seattle was always tough. They always play us tough, obviously. And I just wasn't ready to just to just cash in on my trips and say, oh, we're you know, we're going to the promised land and we're going to we're going to win out the rest of the season. I knew this would be a tough game. This was definitely a winnable game. And there were opportunities left on the table. 
Seattle was the better team. Well, Seattle was the better. They got the W when it's all said and done. They were the I'm better not, team yesterday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They played the more complete game <laughs> from beginning from beginning to end. But you know, we were we were right there. We were right there. Obviously, there's some things that need to be short shored up and addressed. Uh, Foster, the most glaring thing that I just don't understand is from a defensive unit that I thought was a strong, uh, was our, was our strongest unit. And that's the defensive line and the lack yesterday of the, the, the lack of pass rush yesterday was very glaring. It was obvious. Even they were able to run the ball and, to be honest, I did not expect Geno Smith to have another good game against us. Like I, last year, he 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 blew the roof off versus the Lions, and I didn't think he would do it again. And he had another brilliant game. Like he had one mistake in the fourth quarter. That was the sack he took. But other than that, he was throwing. He was hitting wide open receivers wide open tight ends uh he didn't get hit much uh it was just i didn't expect that from geno smith again I, maybe i wasn't a believer last year but that hurt man that that lack of I mean, you have you have equipped with the mistakes If you're not going to be thorough on defense, you can't give up a pick six. You can't turn over the ball on your side of the field at the beginning of the second half like you did. You can't gamble. Well, you can gamble, but you got to convert on fourth down and midfield or you're giving up that field position to an offensive team that's moving the ball at on you at will. Yeah. I mean, we can't celebrate Campbell for the we we gotta take we gotta take the fact that every every conversion is not going to go as planned. So we have to accept mm-hmm. as, as well as we accept the the well, I guess that was a fake, so I don't know if that counts into it. It's still a gamble either way. It does, but, it does. Um, yeah, we I guess we have to embrace both sides to what a gamble consists of. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would I have liked for them to just punt it away and to push them, you know, push them back and and uh, you know flip the field, of course. But got to got to embrace both both sides of what that consists of. And again, hindsight is a perfect science. Like if he converts, he's a hero. He's a great coach. He makes great decisions. He's a gutsy one. But if you fail, then you're going to question him. And I don't know. I'd rather have the the coach that takes risks, you know what I'm saying, than, you know, than the conservative coach. Now, at some point, he's going to the, the team's not going to convert on those those gambles like yesterday. Yeah. And you know, like you like you said, Foss, you can't have it both ways. You're going to 
you if you're going to enjoy the conversions, you got to be able to stomach when they get those when they don't convert. Because I don't question his uh his choices. I'm just saying if you're in that situation, you got to convert. And that's not on him. It's he makes the call, the players have to execute it. Right. So it is what it is. I also thought it was pass interference. I'm sorry. They said the <laughs> legs got tangled. I saw his arm around his leg before that happened. So, hey. But we don't get all our calls. We don't get any calls. We don't get any holding calls or nothing like that. But that's another subject. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah. We're yeah. not going to talk about that. Before I say, let me, let me ask you, though. Mm-hmm. You, you, you watched the Kansas City game. And you saw a lot of Hutch being held a lot. Yeah. I didn't, I don't think I saw it as much, but I definitely saw it the last play of the last touchdown in the game in overtime. Yeah. He was, he was held. Yeah. It's one of those things that we, we got to focus on what we can control. We cannot control how the referees decide to um, hand out those penalties. We gotta, yeah. We just gotta focus on what on doing, taking care of the ball. That's something that the refs have nothing, have no control over, mm-hmm. unless the, something crazy happens. Taking care of the ball and executing the best we can because we've never been a team that was favor, favorable by the refs and got the benefit of the doubt. So that's just the way it. It's the way it is. It's it's too easy to cop. It's too easy to cop out on stuff like that. But yeah, there were some blatant situations, you know, especially when it's slowed down and frozen. Because we know there's holding on every play. Just sometimes it's more blatant than others. So, yeah. The reason why I fuss about the last play, the last play, the very last play in the game, is because it's in clear sight. He has a clear path to the to the to the quarterback it's not in uh a bunch of uh traffic it's right, right there it looks like it's only three in the frame the offensive lineman <laughs> hutch and Gino and you can see it and it's it's like if you call a penalty there and I'm not I'm not making no excuse but if you call a penalty there, you push them back 10 yards and but again, I saw yesterday where they were big plays on third down. They gave up first downs on third down. So I don't know. The way that defense was playing yesterday, it might not have made a difference. If we're going woulda, coulda, shoulda, they probably could have converted if you call it a holding. So After the way that, the yeah. defense was playing. So let's just keep it real. Like, but what I want to do, we all saw the game and it's Sky's not falling. Detroit is one and one. We play Atlanta next week. And we'll talk about that later. But I want to get these. I want to get your take on the grades, man. I want to know. Hmm. Give me the offense. What how did you grade the offense, Foster? This is tricky. Golf overall played a pretty clean game. I think he only had like seven incompletions. 
obviously mm-hmm. the one the one pick six being very I, that definitely knocks the grade down but overall mm-hmm. they you know they jinxed them they brought up the amount of passes without interceptions whatever but overall mm-hmm. he was hitting his targets and he, he got us into the he got us into the end zone through two touchdowns to Reynolds and one uh one to Khalif Raymond, I believe. Mm-hmm. On the flea flicker. On the flea flicker. Uh Montgomery got hurt. So that that definitely hurt us. And we kind of got exploited. We kind of got exposed for our depth at the running back position. Reynolds did not look great. Reynolds, Craig Reynolds? Yeah, for sure. Right. So number 13. Uh, Gibbs had a solid game. He did have a drop. All in all, we, and then the fumble from Montgomery as well. All in all, B minus. They scored you read my points. mind. Yeah, you, you read my mind. They that was the exact grade I had for him. And they gave the they gave us they gave the defense some some support out there as far as hold them under thirty one. That's four touchdowns and a field goal. So that's where I'm at with it. You, you agree? I gave them, I gave them the exact same grade, and the um, the offense was moving the ball, but there were maybe four particular instances where uh, two crucial, three crucial ones, and the first one was the. Uh, fumble right after half. Yeah, that was uh, huge. It was huge. It turned. It was a momentum changer. Uh, you give them the ball at the 25, 30 yard line, and they 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 tie the game up. The pick six was an offensive woe. That you know what I'm saying. Then you have the. Not hurting on fourth down at midfield. That's when you need them to convert. <laughs> and the fourth thing that bothered me about the offense, and I probably catch some flack for it, but I thought, I thought the approach to tie the game shouldn't have been the approach. I'm thinking. Get don't give them a chance to 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 get on the field that offense to get on the field again. Try to get a touchdown, but they, once they got in the field goal range, it was like okay, let's do some safe stuff. We'll we'll go into overtime. I think you have to that gambling coach. That gambling coach spirit should have been there in that last drive. Now I might be wrong, but hey. This is what happens. Go to overtime. The coin toss. You put that offense back on the field. Yeah. But like I said, hey, it's not a, a perfect science. Like hindsight, it is what it is after the game. You know, you can you can dice it up and say what should have happened, what could have happened. Coach should have did this. Coach should have did that. I'm willing to live with him making it to overtime. But 
With that being said, I have to grade him as a B minus on offense. Other than that, uh, the ability to to run the ball in between the tackles early with Montgomery till he got hurt, uh, that was going well. Montgomery was was running very very well outside of the fumble. Uh, golf threw the ball very very well outside of the pick six. <laughs> And he threw for over 300 yards. Am I correct? Was it over 300? Or very close uh, to it? I don't it? have the stats right in front of me, but he, he had a pretty good um, He had a pretty good game. He had a pretty good game outside of the pick six. You take away the pick six, and that B minus is almost A minus slash B plus type of a grade for the offense. 323. But, huh? 323 yards. He throws for 300 yards. He just oh had God. that very, very crucial pick six. Very mm. crucial. Yeah. So, with that being said, Foster gives it a B minus. I give a B minus. You know what I want to do? Hmm. Boss, I'm going to keep track of all of this, and at the end of the year, they'll have a grade for the Cumulative year. GPA? <laughs> they have a GPA for them. GPA. All right. Now, all right. uh, now it's time to grade the defense, Foster. I want to know what you think about how did you grade the defense? Okay, so everybody's jumping on the defense's, defense's back. If, when it's all said and done, we went to overtime. It was on the defense to make a stop or at least hold them to a field goal. We were not able to do that. We kind of talked about how the offense affected the – because what happens is we say 37 points scored. That means the defense gave up 40 points. But we know that's not how – that's not really – I mean, their job is to hold the offense, correct? But correct. On, on several occasions, the offense kind of put them in in the compromising situation. Obviously, a pick six absolutely has nothing to do with the defense. Um, the the fumble was, was tough. That put them in a bad situation. And obviously, the turnover mm-hmm. on downs, same, same kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Overall – I did. I did give them a C. I did give them a C minus. They they stopped the run after the first after the first uh, the first drive. They 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 pretty much ran at will, passed at will. The defense was looking real shaky. Beyond that, I think they did a pretty good job of stopping the of stopping the run after that. Uh, outside of Geno Smith getting loose a few times, but I think Walker ended up with like. What seventy yards uh, rushing? No, 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 forty yeah. yards rushing. Forty yards rushing. Not it was great. more than more than to be desired, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had two touchdowns. He did have two rushing touchdowns, but he only had forty three yards rushing, which is not good at all. I mean, Montgomery in in one half had what sixty seven yards. So yeah, um, yeah, he had sixty seven yards in one half. He was hurt the whole second half, right? Or not the whole second half, but. A good amount of it. So, I think they did a they, they did a decent job stopping the run. Obviously, the the secondary got torched. I put a, I put a decent amount of that blame on mm. the pass rush because yeah. you gotta. I mean, the, it's I mean it's tough in the secondary and and when the the quarterbacks got all day to go through his reads and you know plays break down it's it's tough to cover those guys but 
yeah, Jerry Jacobs was definitely the the um he's definitely getting you know bombed on online as far as you know people looking at the stats and looking at who got off. I mean, Lockett, Lockett got very busy out there on him. <laughs> uh, Lockett, Lockett had two touchdowns. Didn't have a ton of yards, but he had two touchdowns. Metcalf had seventy five had seventy five yards. The tight ends is was the most glaring thing for me. I think oh. they went three deep with tight ends, Man. and just when it mattered the most, uh, Font Fant, Font was was a, somebody that we could not stop. Um, but yeah, at yeah, the secondary, the secondary kind of got exposed yesterday and ultimately we needed to we need in the over in the overtime we needed them to at least hold it to a field goal and they uh, eventually scored there were some controversial calls out there as far as the holding and and stuff like that but what can you do we need somebody besides Hutch to, to get to the quarterback we found out today obviously James Houston is, is going to be out for a significant period of time mm. and we got a couple in we got a couple injuries in the defensive line. So, you know, next man up, Roderick Martin, the Quar brothers. Um Kaminsky's gotta step up. We got some we got some work to do. We got one sack, because I kinda I kinda missed the fact that we got that we got one sack. Um, because it was kind of a it was kind of a covered sack by Anzalone. So we got yeah. off the schneid in that in that regards, but that ain't an authentic sack from a from a defense alignment I'm a, or or a blitzer per se. So got to got to make some plays. Got to got to turn the ball over. That's the one thing that that was huge for us last week is Brian Branch's pick six. We we see how we see how the pick sixes can shift the momentum of a game. So yeah. So I, I did you look at my notes? For some odd reason, because we both have the same, same grades. Like, yeah. I'm gonna read some stats. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a couple of stats. Right? You mentioned one of them. I had one lined up, and that was the fact that we only had one sack. That was in the fourth quarter. End of the game. End of the game. I got another stat: twelve reception, 180 yards. Yes, I'm still talking about the defense. <laughs> Those were the amount of reception yardage that Jerry Jacobs <laughs> allowed when he was covering somebody. He Did we allowed jinx well. <laughs> he was our feature player of the week last week. <laughs> and starting to, him, it's yeah. been recorded that he allowed 12 receptions and 180 yards. I mean, Golly, uh, the lack of pass rush. Um, Gino looked like a star once again. Just allowing. Now, the score was 37-31. I'm going to take away 14 of those points against the defense because of the pick six. And because of allowing the fumble that gave them the ball on the 20 or 25, whatever it was, you take away those 14 points, they have 23 points, but they were still moving the ball. So 
And they missed two field up. goals. Don't forget about that. They missed that. two field missed goals. At least two, right? Yeah. So They missed two field goals. So, again, if you add those field goals, <laughs> goals, that's 29 points. I don't give them a failing grade, but they didn't play very well, and I give them a C- minus as well. Give me one. Give us one second, peoples. Yeah, we got to pay some bills. You know what it is. So we are back. Just a brief intermission before we talk about. And now you had a C minus for the defense. I had a C minus for the defense. You had a B minus for the offense. B my I gave him a B minus. This is really easy to keep track of this week. I want you to give me your opinion. Your give me coach the coach's grade. Mm. So I, I do I, I do want to as far as on the defensive side, I, I you gotta you I feel like you got to put some of the blame on them as far as some of the, just the defensive schemes. They had a lot mm-hmm. of drop coverages with James Houston, who's not a – that's not his forte. They dropped Charles Harris into coverage at times. They dropped Hutch in coverage at times. And just the way those tight ends – just the way the tight ends were running rampant, I feel like there needed to be some – some adjustments made and we were not able to do that on the offensive side. Once Montgomery was hurt, I feel that Gibbs was not utilized as much as he should have been. That's your number. That's your first number. Your your first pick in the first round. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you, you know, him getting drafted so high, you, you gotta put that on him now because you know, Reynolds is out there, but, this is a perfect opportunity for your, you know, I get it. Montgomery is your, is your RB one, yeah. but, but Gibbs is your one a, like if there was a better, if there was a, if there was any opportunity to showcase uh, the, the, the pick that you chose passing up on a lot of other guys, that's going to be controversial. It's, it's on Gibbs to make things happen. So I feel like they didn't, adjust to Montgomery being uh, taken out of that ball game in the best way they could have. Gibbs had, Gibbs had a decent game. He's definitely going to be active in the, in the past, you know, as far as receiving, which, it, which is mm-hmm. great and all Laporta had a, had a great game. That was yes. really good to see. So, yes. um, but yeah, as far as, as far as the coaching grade, I got to give them, Mm. And when it's all said and done, they did give us an opportunity to to win. We we came back from a 10-yard deficit, got it to overtime. But do I want to give them a deep? C minus. I see C minus. But I'm not mad at anybody. They they grades them a little harder because they, they definitely had they left a lot on the plate. I gave them. I gave them the coaching a D plus, and, I, like, and, I, yeah. and I'm 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 very harsh with that because of there was so many so many 
broken down coverages. Like it had to be. Those tight ends were wide open all day long. Um, there were there was no adjustments, in my opinion. Uh, as much as you give praise for Coach Campbell to take a gamble and make it, you got to he's gonna get graded when it doesn't work. And right. it not, it's not fair, but that's what it is. Yeah. Um, I like I said, I was very crucial on that last drive uh, that offensively we had in regulation to send it to overtime. I think you let it all hang out. You know, I thought it looked they had a they had a close up of one of the defenders, uh, and he was a he was a D back, and he was breathing heavily. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that defense is tired. Let's go all out. Open the playbook. Let's get into the end zone. Let's end it in regulation. But they said, you know, they played it safe. Once they got into field goal range and said, okay, we'll do some safe passes. We'll do some, we'll run the ball, you know, and it's like, ah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, ah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so I gave him a deep. I'm very harsh uh, when it comes to coaching, and I think the game could have been called a little better. But I do have faith in the coaching. I, I, I'll, you know, you're going to have bad games. You're going to, you're not going to coach every game perfectly. Your players have to make some, uh, make some plays every now and then outside of your coaching. And the players make the coaches look good, and the players can make the coaches look bad. So this yeah. falls on the coaching, and I gave them a, a D plus. But with me and you averaging, if you average them both, my D plus and your C minus, I'll be nice and give it an overall grade of a C minus when it comes down C to the average. Okay. <laughs> give them a C minus, you know. Um Offensive uh, MVP, Foster. Who you have for your offensive MVP? Uh, I'm gonna go with Josh Reynolds. He's this is the second week in a row. He's had a good ball game. Kind of the unsung hero, not the guy that people talk about the most. But two touch, two touch, two receiving touchdowns yesterday, mm-hmm. and he's just continuing to do, uh, con- continuing to be that secondary guy to. To Amon Ross St. Brown taking the pressure off him. I gave it to Goff last time. Goff, you take away the pick six, you, you probably could just <laughs> give it to Goff again. But mm-hmm. yeah, Reynolds consistent two weeks in a row. Reynolds gets my voice vote. And if Goff doesn't throw that that pick six, he easily, easily gets the offensive MVP for me. So yeah. That's my offensive MVP as well, Josh Reynolds. Who do you have for your defense? Uh, Honestly, the MVP. defense was so shaky; it was it was tough to to find uh, the silver lining in all of it. I think CJ Gardner Johnson's let, let overall let the, the team in tackles, so I went with him. But mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know it. It was it was a tough call on that one. <laughs> I can tell you who it wasn't. But I'm not going to point them out. Um, Let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> uh, it has. It has to. It has to be uh, CJ. He was. 
he early he made some 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 good plays and run support. Uh, he was out there. He was vocal. He was he was all over the field. So I have to agree with you on that. We're on part part of that. We're on the same page. Yeah. So we did now, not rehearse this. I, no, it's unrehearsed. It's like we just we just go with it. Like really. So, but this part is rehearsed. I'm going to step to the side while Foster talks about the feature player of the week. All right. So the feature player of the week this week is Joshua Pascal. Um, the as far as the theme of of Joshua Pascal uh, is leadership and adversity. This guy was a four star recruit out of the DMV area. He was a three three time team captain uh, in Kentucky. This is the first that's the first time that that's ever happened in, in Kentucky. Um, and he's played and he played since day one. Um. As far as the adversity is concerned, he was diagnosed with a with a skin cancer his sophomore year, and he had to go through several sur- surgeries in order to, uh, you know, prevent any, anything lethal. But he was able to return from that, and uh, eventually he won the Jason Witten Award, which goes to the player that displays courage and integrity on and off the field. Uh, his senior year. He had um, an exceptional year. He was first team all SEC and second team all academic. So this is a character guy. This is a leader. Um, he falls into that care- category of Dan Campbell guy. Uh, as far as the statistics that he that he had his senior year, he had 28 hurries. He had a 12.4 uh, run stop rate, which led the FBS. So this guy is a versatile defensive lineman. Uh, specialty in run stopping. Uh, he plays inside and outside defensive line. He uh, f- decided to forego the the bowl game to get to prepare for the combine and the draft. Ultimately, he was drafted in the second round by the Lions. Um, he had a great combine. He he scored very high in the broad jump as well as um, his, the vertical. The only defensive lineman that he that he didn't do as well in the combine was Detroit's own Aiden Hutchinson. So he had a very good combine. Uh, with the one with the one workout that that was he was lacking in was the 40 time. I think he ran a four uh, four seven seven 40 yard dash. Um, over top, overall, like I said, he's a, a versatile defensive lineman whose uh, focus is on his run stop, uh, his pass, his pass rush. Like I said, he only, I think he only had five and a half sacks his senior year. Um, he has trouble with his, his footwork and balance. Sometimes he get, he, he can be uprooted by the defense, by the offensive lineman. And he's a, a little bit undersized for a guy that doesn't have elite speed. As far as what he's accomplished in the NFL thus far, he started the year on the pup list last year. He didn't. Uh, I don't think he practiced at all in the training camp. He had no preseason, and he was activated in October. He recorded two sacks last year. Um, mm. Once again, he this year he he did participate in camp this year. Um, he had a good camp. He played a lot in the preseason, and he was and he was ready for you know a breakout breakout year. He played in the first game of the. In the first game of the year against Kansas City, had a had a 
decent game, and then he was injured in practice. So he is out for the next couple of weeks, and I think the Lions definitely needed him yesterday. Um, and we are getting thinner and thinner on that defensive line. James Houston is out, and he's out for the next couple of games. So hopefully he can get back on track whenever he gets back on the field. But uh, we, it'll be real interesting to see how the Lions do without him and James Houston for the next couple of games because we got some good running backs coming to town for sure. At least next week is a good running back yeah. coming to town. So that is Josh Pascal. Big Lions roar for Josh Pascal. Hopefully uh, he can get back sooner than what we anticipate. And Foster for <clears throat> We talk about Atlanta. I have a question for you, bro. What's up? I want to know in this young season, what are we missing? The the biggest glaring thing for me is definitely on the defensive line. I think we went into this year thinking that we were pretty deep. We had James Houston coming back, only playing about half the year. And he recorded the eight sacks. We're like, okay, we got somebody that can possibly apply pressure opposite Aiden Hutchinson. Outside of that, we we brought back Kaminsky. We brought back the Aquara brothers. We drafted Broderick Martin. And then Levi uh, Anzarike is uh, back as well. We had Bugs. I don't know what what's going on with Bugs, but he has not played yet. Yeah. So... We seem to be pretty we didn't have that we didn't have that star on the other end, but it seemed like we had some guys that were going to be good enough, which is maybe where we played ourselves into thinking good enough as opposed to having a proven a proven veteran stud on the other side of the on the other side of the edge. We knew we knew Hutchinson was solid and good to go so maybe we were too conservative in ensuring up that uh the defensive line overall but that's the most glaring thing for us other than that maybe an offensive weapon we know jmo is coming back and we kind of have to weather the storm till then um but even then raymond and reynolds have, have handled their business of course amon ross st brown is top 10 in the league so and then we got Gibbs and Laporta. So offense, I'm not really that worried about. God, golf is golf is handling his business right now. So yeah, defensive defensive line is really what is the the biggest is the biggest question mark for me right now. I think the linebackers are doing all right. I think Barnes is doing pretty good. I think Campbell's doing pretty good. I think Anzalone is good enough. That defensive line in the pass rush. Is letting me down. One sack, and 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 the sack came from Anzalone. So I'm ready to see a defensive line, a defensive line sack. Well, it's very early in the game for me to say what I'm going to say if this continues. I'm, but I'm, I'm gonna put it out there. If you draft Jalen Carter in the middle. Ah. At six, 
and you get a corner at 18. I, okay, I'm 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 gonna stop. But it's too early for me to say that now. But if you hear it again, we're in trouble. I'm gonna really second guess this draft. Um, Dallas I think had, had a pick yesterday. I just happened to just be watching the Pats game, and I okay, see Gonzalez. Okay, I'm trying to get off. I'm trying to get away from that. You, <laughs> you, 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 you're reeling me back in, man. I'm trying to get. Okay, let me let me stop. But I'm going to get even more specific when it comes to the defensive line. The okay. interior pass rush, yeah, is lacking. Coach Campbell had a press conference and he basically said about the pass rush, you want to keep him in the pocket. Meaning you don't want your rush ends. You want your rush ends to have some kind of containment on the outside, you know, but that doesn't work if you don't have a push from the interior. Exactly. And that's what's not been happening. You know, uh, pressure can help a corner more than anything. Uh, I think yesterday's case was Jacobs got exposed, and I think a lot of it had to do with the lack of pressure. So uh, when you get pressure on a quarterback, your corners have an easier day. You're going to have errant throws. You're not going to have throws this – you're not going to hit every receiver. And uh, a perfect example is versus Kansas City. No sacks, but Mahomes couldn't get set like he wanted to. Right. And he had a lot of incompletions. So with that being said, we got Atlanta next week. And I have another question for you, Foster. I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. What happens if you drop this game and you go one and two? Okay, so this is in Detroit. This is important. This is an important part to it. Um, Losing two in a row at home is, oh, if you, if you, if you thought, the, the if you thought we were in an uproar after the first game, <laughs> now granted, Atlanta is two and zero. I don't think the world's convinced they are are legit yet. I know I'm not convinced yet. They beat the Packers, then eh, whatever. Are the Packers really legit? They beat the Packers without Aaron Jones. Yeah, without without their running and their number one receiver. Right. So. But they, but they won though. They won, they won. Um, so yeah, tough to say. I think I think Desmond Ritter had a better game. Yes, he did. But I'm not, you know, I'm not sold on him as of yet. So, like I said, two two in a row at home. You don't want to do that. The, the fan is like, we had every the the momentum was there. We had the the villain thing going on, the the ski mask. Um, I think that the the, the fans are going to come out in full effect next week, but it is going to be really deflating if we if we lose. You know, we're still not we're still not into our divisional because that's the most important when it's all said and done. It's how you fare in the division. 
thus far. I think everybody lost. I think everybody at NFC North lost last week. Everybody right? lost. Bears, everybody Packers, Lions, Green Bay, Vikings, Green Bay, and Detroit are at the top at one, one and one. Right. So one thing that one thing that we've learned is that we, as far as being the top notch NFC team. We're probably a tier under that because we lost to the Seahawks. We feel that the Seahawks are probably up there. The Niners are up there. The Eagles are up there. Guy teams like that are at the at the top tier NFC. Um, so until sure. we get into the NFC North, we we don't. That's when we start getting it starts getting scary. We start losing games to the Packers and Vikings. We we'll get to that when we get to that. But you you want to beat the Falcons at home? Certainly at home, you want to beat the Falcons. Yeah, so and, you, and we certainly means, don't want to get smacked around by the Falcons. Oh my God, Ugh. that is. Well, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen if we drop this next game. What's up? You're going to see panic from the fans. You're going to see get rid of this person. You're going to have people questioning the draft. Like Brad I home. have the back of my mind. Brad <laughs> is yeah. going to is uh, before the season start. Brad knows how to pick them. And if they drop this game at and and go one and two, like me and you, we both know that the real nitty gritty happens in division play, and it's too early to panic. Three games in, seventeen game season, you got fourteen games left. A lot could happen. It's a lot of football to be played after that. As However, you can see, I injuries think- are going to be a factor everywhere. Barkley's hurt. Uh, God, people are players start falling like flies early, man. Yeah. So, with that being said, Foster. Now, the last thing I want to get from you before we get out of here, I want a a prediction for the next game. You predicted us to win last game, and you were wrong. But <laughs> I want to <laughs> give us a prediction for this game, Foster. Oh my God. I was worried. You I'm was not giving ask. one. Ah, oh, see, that's what I want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Mm. What are we going to do against some dirty birds, man? So, what scares me is B. John Robinson. The quarterback, the quarterback doesn't, I, I'm not sold on the quarterback. I'm not sold on the weapons they got. They got Drake London. That's all I know is Drake London. Um, their backup running back is is pretty good. He had a he he had a great game. Uh, I think he had two touchdowns uh, last game, or something You're like that. Me. But I'm scared. I I think that despite the fact we're we're definitely short on the on the uh, on the defensive line. I think this is. I think our our backs aren't against the wall, but I really feel like our coaching staff, they are the pressure is on for them to make some adjustments. And because we we got we got weapons. Mosley's on the way back. We need Mosley. I think that Jerry <laughs> I think Jerry Jacobs putting him back in the slot and out of the outside is is a much more comfortable role for him. I think that Brian Branch is going to 
Because I I had to ask around. I'm like, is he? I eventually saw him, but I was like, is Branch playing? Is he hurt? Like, he wasn't as in the mix in my eyes. From what I could see, he wasn't in the mix. He was out as there. Much. He was out there for sure. Because I still, you know, I looked at you know, I saw him. But I, I think that that branch is gonna have is gonna is gonna pop back up, and I think that Aaron Glenn is gonna make some adjustments because they call him they call him for his head. Pause. You know they 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 uh they they ready to send him out of town. You saw the who was it the one of the one of our defensive I don't think it was our, was it our defensive back coach got fired last year. It was the D-backs coach last year. Yeah. So so Aaron Glenn, I think the 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 fire was hot then for him. Yeah. So so that's what it's going to come down to. As far as offense, I think I think we I think we're pretty solid offensively. Gibbs is going to be much more featured next week. He's probably going to start. I don't know if Montgomery's going to be able to play next week, so they mentioned I I, what I was think wrong I jinxed with him uh, saying that he was durable and only don't miss me. Yeah, they mentioned that he had a deep thigh bruise. Okay, that don't sound serious. No, but you know, that's what that's what coach mentioned at the press conference, but that was yesterday. Right. He probably had tests and whatever today, so I haven't heard anything outside of that. So, I don't expect him to play for him to right. leave the game. You know, I don't expect him to play, but hey, who knows? He's pretty durable, as you say. And we got Go Bam field. Knight. We got we we signed. We ended up signing him to the practice squad. Um, he played running back for the Jets last year. He kind of not too much, but he played for the Jets a little bit last year. So we can always activate him. That's what the practice squad is for. Um, but overall, I said all that to say this: I, I got the Lions win. I got the Lions win this game. Okay. <laughs> No score, score, just just to win. I'm not good with that. I say, no, you're not, Foster. What I said last week, I I think I said 31. I think we were going to score 31 points. What I say, 31, 28, 24, something like. Okay, yeah. So it's going to be around there. We had to to turn the ball over twice. You'd been dead on the money. Right. Yeah. I can't. I can't anticipate stuff like that. (laughs) Um, But. I'll say I'll say uh I'll say 28-24 Lions over the Falcons at home, but um duck and cover if if the if the Falcons uh mm. Falcons win that game, man, because it is <laughs> they jumped off that bandwagon fast, man. But you know what? Whew. Everybody everybody that did it needs to stay there. Well, we're going to close with that. And before we get out of here, I'm going to give a prediction. I predict that the 